I'm Mary Angela Abeo, and this is the Face to Faces podcast, a conversation series that provides a platform focusing on the LGBTQ and POC communities and their allies in the areas of activism, politics, mental health, arts and entertainment, and community. In this space, we discuss the human experience in our ever-changing world. My goal here is to remind you that while you may have moments where you feel isolated and alone, there is always an incredible community of people here that is safe. We all connect to people at our deepest pains and our greatest joys. And in this space, we're here for those moments and everything in between. I'm so glad you're here. Take a seat next to me. It's always open. Now, let's lean in. Okay, my friends, it is season two of Face to Faces, and I made a executive decision, because the only executive in this ship is me, to begin the season with, I like to call him my astrologer, (laughs) (laughs) and friend, Xavier the astrologer is here to open the season and also tell us what to expect from 2021. Welcome, my Virgo friend. Hello, hello, Em. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you for being here. No problem. I'm happy to be here. You know, I love speaking with you. And it was fun last time. So, like, why not? And I feel like so much has changed since last time, too. We've connected on different levels. Mm -hmm. and The planets have been moving. My goodness, have they been moving? (laughs) We're seeing lots of shifts. We are. And I'm just, I'm excited because I want to, um, first of all, I want to check in. How are you? How are you? How are you in the mess of that is this dumpster fire of a world, but also with the planets and the shifts and the things, how are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing really well. Like, you know, it's definitely a transformative period. I won't say that I haven't been feeling (laughs) the weight Mm. as the weight exists, but I've been working with the weight. Like I've, I've been, I've been growing. Like I've been, I've, I've been put into new situations that I did not see coming. <laughs> like, you know, such as life we, we tend to. And I've, I've been surprised to, to see that I am more ready to do many things that I thought I was not ready to do. <laughs> like had a sudden move to San Diego okay. and I'm in San Diego and things are good. Like, and, and I didn't, I wouldn't have guessed that it would have been so smooth. So I'm doing really well. Working with the weight, I would like you to trademark that because I <laughs> so many of us can feel that that weight that we've had, but we're working with the weight. Like I love it phrased mm-hmm. that way. We're yes. You know, we're lifting, we're becoming stronger. Because the thing is, oftentimes, like when we talk about the way that we experience things, like it, it kind of feels like sometimes we want things to get easier. Like, and a lot of the time when we feel that way, we think that things get easier because the external circumstance lightens. It usually doesn't. We get stronger. Yes. Yes. Like, but we don't get stronger without lifting and moving the weight. So I'm moving away. (laughs) Also, your biceps when you did that, I was like, okay, strong. Thank you. (laughs) Just just a little bit. (laughs) A little bit of flex. It's fine. A bit. (laughs) Well, I I want. How are you? I mean, listen, 
I, I think I'm doing the same. I think I'm working with the weight. I think that um, we're coming up on a year, you know, <sighs> in quarantine here. And uh, I feel like that was ages ago, A. Mm -hmm. And B, I feel like I'm a whole different kind of person now. I feel that. In such a good way, you know? I feel that. Ooh, and it's the year. We don't talk about it. Right. <laughs> I, you know, I put it out on my socials and people had some questions, but also, and we'll, we'll go with that soon if you don't cover it. But I, I think maybe just, maybe let's talk about 2021. Let's, well, maybe even do a recap of what, what, what the fuck 2020 was. Well, right. <laughs> First. We can absolutely do that. <laughs> like, so you want to go ahead and jump in now? Yeah, do it. I mean, right. you can make sense of the shit storm and dumpster fire with dirty diapers in it that that, that is 2020, please do. And then mm -hmm. maybe give us some um, light for uh, 2021. I totally, I, I can absolutely do that. Like, let's, you know, so let's go ahead and turn our pages back <laughs> to 2020. Painful, I so, know. <clears throat> Like we had a lot of energy going on with Capricorn in 2020. Yeah. You mean me? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Capricorn's fault. <laughs> but like, um, no, I won't. I, obviously, I'm not going to blame that on all, all one sign, obviously. But in any case, it's like we did have a cluster of activities going on in Capricorn. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we had a very big meetup of Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter <laughs> all in the sign of Capricorn. Like, so when we look at that, like one, that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Jupiter and Saturn only meet every, every once every 20 years. Like, and they'll do a series because of retrogrades. So like their meeting there was a part of a series of them meeting through the year of 2020. <laughs> But it started off in the beginning and Pluto was involved. So we want to take a look at what these planets represent. Like, you know, Saturn is going to represent the structure of things. Saturn also represents government. It also represents restrictions. So these are things that we're going to be dealing government restrictions. Like, and then we involve Jupiter and Jupiter's global, global government restrictions. Jupiter also rules travel. So it's like, you know, being able to fly or go on ships to and fro, these sorts of things. Jupiter's conjunct Saturn. So what's happening to travel? Travel is restricted. Like, you know, what's happening to um, new opportunities, being able to experience things that you haven't done before, go places you haven't been, restricted. It's with Saturn. Things with Saturn get restricted. And if and they get restricted for um, either for like a long period of time or indefinitely. It's like, this is a transit, so it's not indefinite. Right. But we're looking at restrictions. We're looking at like, you know, we're also looking at the structure of things changing. So it's like, then we'll look at Pluto. Pluto's also sitting with these two. So why are there government restrictions? Why can't we go anywhere? Because something is out there that will kill us. That's Pluto. Oh, oh. Like, you know, it becomes like Pluto is an intense energy. Like Pluto is polarizing. Mm. And so Pluto gives a life or death sort of energy to this conjunction. Like Pluto also brings transformation. So now with Pluto touching both Jupiter and touching Saturn, we're seeing dramatic transformations to the structure of the way that we do things, Saturn, and to the way that people are allowed to move around the globe. Like, you know, um, Jupiter, 
like where all of this stuff is changing. Like Saturn and Jupiter coming together tend to represent like new structures coming into form. Pluto being a part of this means that old structures get destroyed. A lot of the time when Jupiter and Saturn come together, it doesn't always work out such that like so much has to break down. A lot of the time it might just seem that we're adding to, mm. shifting a little bit. Pluto involved means that there's going to be a decimation. <laughs> Also, it happens to be the case that um, this was the last year that Jupiter and Saturn were meeting together in Earth signs. When Jupiter and Saturn meet every 20 years, they do it in a particular element most of the time. So for the last 200 years, Jupiter and Saturn have been meeting every 20 years in Earth signs. Like, you know, give or take a little bit of something else, but mostly they've been meeting in Earth signs. We just got to the 200 year shift on, on the solstice, the first day of Capricorn and the end of December. Well, it was December 20th, I think, or the 21st. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We had the last great conjunction of, well, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the last one. It was the first one, technically, in air signs. Like, so for the next 200 years, Saturn and Jupiter are going to be meeting in the element of air. Where for the 200 years before that, they were meeting in the element of Earth. That's where we can see capitalism being allowed to thrive. That's where we can see people's obsession with status and having rank and looking like they're better than other people. Because of the air. Because of the earth. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a Capricorn thing. Look at me blaming it on an earth. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Whoops. But yeah, no status, rank, like, you know, um, how we're be how we are, um, you know, the, the hierarchy that's Saturnian It's very Capricorn. That's why Capricorn's concerned with climbing because they're aware that there's a hierarchy. Okay. <laughs> like they're aware that there are beginners, that there are intermediate and that there are advanced people doing any particular thing at any particular yeah. time. Like, so ranking systems have their place. But like they've they've had a, a large place. They've had a, they've been very centered or um, they've been a focal point for the last 200 years because the earthy energy has been predominant. Slow growth has been a thing, too. So now we're moving into the element of air, like where, you know, the positive elements, the positive parts of being um, in the, the earth dominant times. And, you know, for many of us, things were relatively stable. You know, if there were things we didn't like. It was hard to change them, but the things that we did like were more likely to stay. Right. Like, you know, more likely to be secure, stable, and unchanging, right, and comfortable. Like, you know, especially if you are a person that this time works for. Like, you know, so if essentially if you were doing really, if you were very comfortable before 2020, it's like moving forward, you may not be as comfortable until you learn to shift and change. It's like the reverse is for people who have been uncomfortable. If you've been very uncomfortable for a lot of the time here, you may be seeing a shift of energy moving forward into the year 2021. A lot of people who liked the way that things were going are just not gonna like it moving forward. Not until they learn to change. It's like, but people who have been having a really difficult time at life will be seeing a lot of shifts happening right now. It's like, me too. I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, same, same. I feel like that was the shift that I felt on December 21st. Mm -hmm. I, felt a sh I mean, I felt it all year, but December 21st, something, I felt a 
shift. There was an impact and it was the final meeting of Jupiter and Saturn in their, their meetups. Like, you know, until the next 20 years comes and they meet again. Like, but that was, that was that shift. It was the start of a new 20 year cycle and also the start of a new 200 year cycle. So it's like, we're dealing with very different energy than we were dealing with in the year 2020. So it's like a lot of what we saw, like in that, that, um, that conjunction between Jupiter, Saturn and Pluto, I'm pretty sure happened in January of 2020. So it's like that started the year that started the tone. So it's like that conjunction happened. And then the entire year was things that we knew to be a particular way falling apart. It's like, you know, everywhere. Like, you know, what was it was March that we really, really started shutting down in the U.S. Yes. Like people start losing their jobs. No one knows when they're going back to work. People are starting, you know, businesses falling to the ground. The structure as we knew it has been decimated. Mm. That's Pluto on Saturn. It's like it takes Saturn 30 years to come all the way around the Zodiac. It takes Pluto 248. Damn, Pluto, that's quite quite a drive. Mm -hmm. So we don't see Pluto go all the way around in our lifetime. Not even close. (laughs) It's like, and Saturn takes its own 30 years to come back and see Pluto. Hmm. So it's like every about 30 years, we see Saturn and Pluto meet up and we'll see the decimation of a structure, the fall of a government, the transformation of a country. These sorts of things were what were happening last year. Things that have been allowed to stand just won't be allowed to stand anymore. We're starting over. And Jupiter being present means that we have to find a new way. It's like this stuff isn't stuff that we're going to be able to rebuild the way that it was before it broke down. Sometimes that's the case. Sometimes the stuff that we break down just breaks down so that we could build the same thing better. That's not the case this time. Yeah. This thing is not a thing we're building back. People who attempt to build back the same thing they had before 2020 took it from them are going to be sadly disappointed when they gather all of the same materials and it's under near the same circumstances and they go, yes, this is going to be the thing that makes me happy. And when they make it happen and it doesn't work out, they're going to have to find their new way. Like everyone else It's like none of us are allowed to be the same. The structure is different. So that's ultimately what happens with 2020. Damn, if that's not a whole vibe, I don't even know what, like, so I've talked to so many people that are like, everything has changed. Everything has crumbled. I'm a new person. I'm starting, I have all these experiences. And so many of us, I know you and I have talked about this offline. Mm -hmm. So many of us that have dealt with some sort of trauma during this or- Or not even trauma, but a response to a trauma that we've had that might have been mm-hmm. extreme or we made a move or a shift. Like so many of us now are kind of feeling like, whew, I'm like, I made it through that. Like, I'm, right. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely taking my, uh, the dust off myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm flexing a little bit. Like I'm mm-hmm. a little stronger afterwards. Got a little pump. <laughs> right that's what it feels like but it also right. feels a little exhausting absolutely we're fatigued the workout just finished <laughs> yes and i feel like i've been working out since 2017 i i felt that shift like in the last two to three years something it's been a lot it's been all culminating mm-hmm. and that you mentioned 2017 in the last two and a half to three years saturn takes two and a half to three years to change signs so it's like, and Saturn governs your sun because you're a Capricorn. 
So it's like you would feel Saturn shift significant to your story, significant to the way that you perform life because Saturn controls your sign. So it's like at the end of 2017, Saturn shifted from Sagittarius to Capricorn into your sun sign. So not only does it govern your sun, but now it's co-present with your sun. It has things to say to your sun everywhere, but now it's next to it. That's or than it was when faces of fortitude began the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. When I started it. And that's when the entire world, my entire world started changing and everything. And now I feel like I'm finally in control over that roller coaster now. Mm-hmm. I, Takes oh, time. No, not control. No, I'm close. I'm close. I'm like this. That's <laughs> why I'm like, that's why I was so excited to have you on. Cause I'm like, I, I can, I can see a light at the end of all this now. Finally, mm-hmm. it's been so messy, but also, in a weird way, productive, messy. Like, I feel like I finally, mm-hmm. I've gotten dirty and I've gotten down in the dirt and mud and I've like really done work that I used to use other things, you know, as a Capricorn, multitask, going out, being social, the Leo side of me. I used to use all those things to distract myself and now mm-hmm. I, I didn't have that chance. So I've done the work and now I can see this light. It's so close, but now I was excited to have you on to talk about 2021 because I'm like, there's got to be something rumbling there happening. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So it's like, you know, just like Mars is a big deal like this year and Mars was a big deal last year. Mars spent half the year last year in the sign of Aries where Mars is at home. So Mars was able to do Martian things <laughs> without any struggle. Like, you know, Mars is um, our soldier energy. Mars is our fight or flight. It's our instinct. So when it's at home in Aries and it's empowered, like, you know, in part it was, it could feel like Mars was making, um, was aggravating the, the conjunction between Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter and making it more tense. That's definitely one way we could look at it because the sign of Aries and the sign of Capricorn do have tension. But then another way we could look at that is that, that we were allowed to have Mars and the sign of Aries like, you know, giving us effective fight or flight as we were going through a breakdown. It's like Mars and Aries was a large part of the reason a lot of us survived. Like, you know, those of us that managed, like, cause you know, not everybody did. Like, unfortunately, this, this disease, this, this, this COVID-19 is taking people out. Yeah. Like, you know, lots of us have family members that have been affected. And if we don't have people that we know that have been affected, we've been affected right. or... <clears throat> We know somebody who knows somebody. Yeah. (laughs) And so it's like Mars is just moving out of Aries this month. Mm. Like it moved out, like, you know, at the top of January, I believe it was January 6th. And so what's interesting about Mars's timing moving out of Aries is it moved out of Aries when sat about like, you know, right after Saturn and Jupiter moved out of Capricorn. So this continues the Martian square to Saturn and Jupiter mm-hmm. as we move into this year. The first half, the first part of this year right now, this is the most tense astrology we have this year. Really? It's the hardest part of the year is now. Whew, that's good. Like, good. Let's get this out of the way. <laughs> you know, so let's, let's go ahead and do this. But it's challenging because Mars is still challenging Saturn and Jupiter. Saturn and Jupiter be- being together brings us new structure new form, new opportunities with high consequence Mm. as a result. Like, you know, so with Saturn, Saturn teaches by consequence. Saturn gets us together by, you know, allowing us to make a move and see what happens for the move we made. 
the response to the move is Saturn teaching us. It's like, it's tempering us. Do you like what you got for what you did? If you did, then be consistent, be focused, continue. If you don't, maybe now you've learned. Ideally, now you've learned. Mm. Like, you know, Saturn, and if you haven't, Saturn's gonna let you do it again. Sounds like And the consequences, yeah. oh, what'd you say, love? Sounds like my mind. <laughs> I mean, makes sense. So it's like, you know, Saturn's gonna let us, you know, move, but the consequences are gonna be the consequences. A lot of the time people think that Saturn is just big, heavy and mean and all of that. Saturn's not mean. There are rules and the rules are, are there. They are just so, so that we can keep things that last so that we can build things that will stay. It's like, if you are in here breaking the rules, if you're unfocused, if you can't like, you know, get with the picture, then you can be outside in the cold. Thank you. Thank you. That's not mean. It's structure and it's called it, that's how things work. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, or they won't. Right. Well, they won't work. <laughs> like, so Saturn is teaching us by way of consequence and Saturn is in the sign of Aquarius. So this year, it's going to be important that we step into our individuality. Saturn is at home in the sign of Aquarius, same as it's at home in the sign of Capricorn. It takes Saturn 30 years to get to its home. Mm. And so it's like, as it's moving through the Zodiac through the 30 years, once it gets to come home to Capricorn and to Aquarius, that's like a five and a half, six year long, like chunk where Saturn is really empowered. That's a part of what we're going through. So it's like these years, these last years are extra consequential. Right. Like, you know, the things that we do cost us more, but they will also gain us more. Right. It's like these years are years to focus. They're years to decide what you want to build. And like, like we saw last year, it's like we may have had a plan. We may have had things that we thought we were going to do, places we thought we would be. No, that's not that's not the plan anymore. That doesn't mean that we don't make a new plan for the future. That doesn't mean that we don't make a new structure. It's like a lot of us are waiting and that's the Martian issue. Mars is still in a square to Saturn and to Jupiter. So Jupiter is going to bring us opportunities. Right. Jupiter is going to bring us chances. Jupiter is going to open doors. Not as many as it would if it wasn't co-present with Saturn. Saturn's going to say, don't you see I'm teaching them lessons? <laughs> Why are you giving all of these opportunities? No more freebies. They don't learn with all of the freebies. Real. So it's like, right. So Jupiter is going to, on one hand, be lightening up Saturn because Jupiter is going to be throwing us opportunities. Oh, this is an opportunity to make it better. Just go over there. There's, yes, there's an opportunity. Yes, just head over there real quick. What you said about goals, mm -hmm. girl, listen, for the first time in my entire life, last year, 2020, at the beginning of the year, I wrote, mm -hmm. down, I wrote down my 2020 goals. I've never done that ever. And we might as well just use them as fucking kindling for a fire. Cause none of that, I just I had to burn. I didn't, <laughs> nothing came. To, I mean, granted, there were some personal goals actually that I did fucking body. Like I handled them. I bossed them, but everything else. Well, I don't even know why I did it. And it made me, I'm, I've been joking with people this year saying, I'm not doing that again. I'm not going to write them down again. But then you just said that. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, I wonder if I need to retry that. <laughs> I feel like, and so what I'll say to you is this, like, you know, um, I, I talk to people a lot about like planning and schedules and things like that. And it's like schedules change all the time. doesn't mean we shouldn't make the schedule. 
It's like, we mess up our bed at night. Don't mean we don't make it in the morning. Real. It's like this, it's about the practice. So it's like, you know, this year, at the, well, last year, at the top of last year, you practiced making like some goals. Mm. Just because you didn't make every goal doesn't mean it wasn't a healthy practice. Yeah. Say, um, these are some things we might like this year. Let's go for it. Yeah, let's make it a, a list. It's going to be a list. It's a Capricorn list instead. You know, and the things that get done will get done. And the things that don't, you didn't do. Yeah, that's, that's all. Like, you know, it's like, and if you still want to do them, say you get to the end of the year and you're looking at your list <laughs> and you're looking down it and you're like, this didn't get done, this didn't get done, this didn't get done. Do you want to do it this year? If so, put it on this year's list. It's like, what is the rush? Everything oh. is in cosmic order. Well, but some of them are travel based. Oh, we'll see, you know. Yeah, that's what I mean. A lot of them were travel based, especially mm -hmm. for my work. And so now I'm like, well... I don't know what's going to happen with these. Like, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like, it's forcing me to think outside of the box for sure. That's, you said outside of the box and that's Aquarius. Yeah. It's, it's well, an Aquarian it's like, yeah, year. I'm like, okay, how do I do this? Like I'm in the process of trying to figure out how to do my first ever virtual photo exhibit mm -hmm. of my work. Well, like I'm trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? And I don't think right. I would have wrapped my head around that a year mm -hmm. ago. Right, because we weren't, we had not, we, we like 2020 trained us. That was training <laughs> right? for our new times. We're working from home. So many of us have not been working from home. Like, you know, we're all, we're, now we have to wear masks. Some of us are discovering we get masked knee. Fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did you say mask knee? Yes. I am dead. I have not heard <laughs> that yet. And I knew exactly <laughs> what you were talking about because I have it. And I'm like, mm -hmm. why am I getting acne here? Oh, the yeah. Same. It's like, I've never broken out in my face. And it's like, I would get like around tear. It's like, I don't really have them so much anymore. But like, at yeah. some point in last year, I recognized it. I was like, this is, this is the mask. This is me wearing a mask all the time. <laughs> so, you know, people were, were, were being tempered. <laughs> like, you know, we're being introduced to new things, new energy, like new ways of being big and small. Like, you know, bigger being the work, the office, small, maybe being the mask knee. <laughs> Big being that we can't travel and that we can't collect the way that we usually do. It's like, that's something that we as people are having a hard time with. Jupiter, um, Jupiter and Saturn are both in the signs of Aquarius, which means that this year is an Aquarian year. It's like Saturn takes two and a half to three years to move through one zodiac sign. Jupiter takes one year to move through a zodiac sign. So this year they'll be co-present together in the sign of Saturn, same as they were co-present last year in Capricorn. You know, Jupiter has been with Saturn for a bit. So Jupiter would want to be giving us, you know, more opportunities, more chances to meet new people, more chances to go places we've never been, but it's been with Saturn. Mm -hmm. And Saturn is saying, no. No, not, not right now. Not ready. Uh-uh, right. that's irresponsible. <laughs> not on Exactly. So it's like, you know, there's an order, there's a structure to the way these things are going. And right now the structure is, you know, more alone time, which is very Aquarian. Aquarius is the odd air sign out because it's fixed air. That means it's the air sign that it, it falls in the middle of a season. Every element in astrology, fire, air, water, and earth get three signs each for a total of 12. 
each element has a sign that has different modes. So there's a cardinal water, there's a card, there's a fixed water, and there's a mutable water. Same with air, same with fire, same with earth. All of the elements deal like, you know, naturally with a certain mode and not as naturally with a different mode. So for example, air doesn't do well necessarily in the fixed mode because air is hard to capture. It's hard to make sit still. How you capture air? You got jar of air. I mean, it's there, that's, but that's Aquarian energy. It's a fixed air energy. It's like, how often do we, do we experience fixed air? Like, you know, where air is just steady and doing the same thing. Maybe from a fan, that's something that's invented. It's like maybe from the air conditioner, an invention. These are all Aquarian things. Right. It's like, so fixed air is the odd air sign out. Gemini and Libra are more natural with the air, with the air element. But Aquarius cardinal, is- I, I, didn't, huh? I, I know that I'm a cardinal sign. That's all yes. I know though. Uh-huh. So cardinals are starters. The cardinals are Capricorn, Aries, Libra, and um, Cancer. And they start the four seasons. Oh. Like, mm -hmm, that's why they're called cardinals. It's like, and so cardinal energy is responsible for kicking things off, for getting things excited. Cardinal energies aren't usually so good at lasting though. And the earth sign <clears throat> that's odd out for being, um, for its mode is Virgo. Cause the mode of mutability is um, here and then there. Like, you know, and earth isn't. Earth isn't a here and then there energy. Right. So it's like, when we're looking at Aquarius, Aquarius is fixed air. That's the odd air sign. It's like, it's easy to catch a breeze. A cardinal air sign is like a breeze. It just suddenly happened. Like, oh, just the, the wind picked up and then it went away. That's natural. We see that a lot. It's like in the mutable air is Gemini. The wind's going this way and then it's going that way. That's not hard to find, like, you know, but fixed air, a steady current, that's not as common. Like, and that's an Aquarian energy, which makes Aquarius the odd energy. It usually makes Aquarian sort of odd socially. Like they may be different or quirky. It's like, but they're also the sign of humanity because we're all different and we're all quirky. Like we're all the same more than we're different, but the ways that we're different are unique. Right. Like, and so this is the year to step into your uniqueness, a year to step into the parts of you that maybe you keep in your back pocket because you felt like they wouldn't be accepted by other people. Guess what? We aren't seeing other people so much now. <laughs> there's there's far less of an excuse for you not to show up in the world as who you are. It's like at that point, if you're not doing it, it's because maybe you don't like it. And we got plenty of time to figure that out. Like, you know, why we might not like certain parts of ourselves. It's like, we get to break that down now. But this is a year to step into it. This is a year to own the parts of you that are, that are different or odd, or the parts of you that maybe made you the black sheep in your family, the parts of you that would make you um, different in your city or in your town. It's like, because we don't have to be seeing these people so much, this is a really good year to step into your authenticity in that way. Mm. And when we are reintroduced to group activity at some point, <laughs> like you'll be reintroducing the world to a more authentic version of who you are. I love that entire thing. Mm -hmm. So Saturn in the sign of Aquarius for the next two and a half to three years is about us really giving structure to our unique individual nature. Like, you know, what is it that you want? Mm. Like, how are you going to build that life? How are you going to make that happen? Are you willing to focus? Like Saturn and Aquarius gives us an opportunity to update, upgrade and amend our lives. 
update, upgrade, and amend our way of being to radically change it. The same way your phone will get an update. Right. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, <clears throat> please make sure that your phone is up to 30% charged. Ooh. Would you like your update now or later? And then, While you know, I'm you sleeping. put it on the charger. <laughs> oh, what'd you say, love? While I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. At like 1 a.m., you can do this update. And then when it turns off, it turns, it boots back up. You'll see the little percentage. It'll mm. load. Your phone will come back on. And it may look different than it used to look. Some things that used to be there may not be there anymore. Mm. Some things that weren't there are there now. It's likely working a little bit more smoother, but it's new. We have that to learn is, it. That is, you just described my life over the last, specifically six months, but really the year, but the last six months, things look different and they mm -hmm. feel different and they're running smoother. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, and when we go to open some old apps, maybe those apps don't work anymore. Yeah. It's, it's possible they don't turn on. It's possible they're glitchy. Like, you know, they're not, they're no longer appropriate for the system. So what do we do with that app? It's trash. Trash. <laughs> like that app is going to be some of our relationships. Hmm. That app is going to be some of our jobs. That app is going to be some of our identities. Ooh. It's like, I used to put that on. It just don't fit anymore. Mm. I used to go there to make myself happy. And somehow I don't feel happy when I do that anymore. This used to be my safe space. Now it's not safe. But the new shirt is cute though. You know, <laughs> and that's the energy we want to have, M. That's the energy we want to have. We want to be able to embrace the future because the future is now. We want to be able to embrace change because change is now. Yes. It's happening now. And we have an opportunity to step into it and to thrive. It's like, but we're human. We're allowed our choice. And so if we choose, we don't want to step into it. We can resist it. And that's going to be painful. Especially and a lot of people will. Really? That's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling some like push and pull. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like the, the storming of the Capitol. People willing to fight for things that are already over. <laughs> Slow clap. It was never going to happen. Nothing that they did there was ever going to change a thing. They're there fighting for something that's gone. Their way of, of, of living and, and viewing things, oh, I don't want to have to wear a mask. That's over. You have to. And so if you want to throw your tantrum and storm the Capitol and get shot, that's your business because you're allowed to make your choice. It's like, but watch that. That's their perfect example of what it's going to be if you decide you don't want to step into this new time. Mm. You're going to look like fools on TV doing foolery and getting hurt and for what and for what right for nothing what if what about people that aren't necessarily resisting the change but weathering it mm -hmm. thinking it's just gonna it's just gonna pass by them if they just are quiet enough and they just hunker down and go see the mountains every once in a while and right. read a good book you know what i mean and i feel people mm -hmm. in my circles doing that and i'm like Hello, that's you know, like I'm trying to let you do your thing, but right. <laughs> I think I'm trying to give you a time to catch up. Right. Those people are, you know, they've they've how do I say this? They're in for a rude awakening. Because right now they are actively avoiding the truth of reality. 
reality doesn't suggest that things are going to, quote, go back. Nothing about this situation suggests that anything is going to change back to the way that we knew it. Nothing about it does. This is unprecedented. We've never been through something like this. Real. So this brings us to Mars. Okay. So Mars was challenging us last year from the sign of Aries because Jupiter and Saturn were in Capricorn. <laughs> it's like Mars is challenging us this year in Taurus. Ooh. And not the whole year, but for this first month and through some of February, we're going to be looking at Mars in the sign of Taurus. And <clears throat> typically, well, one, Mars isn't very happy in the sign of Taurus because it's a Venusian sign. And so Mars is being asked to, um, you know, do things that it may not always do. Like Mars is being asked to think more about the long term, to be more concerned with security and to making things stable and last when Mars is in the sign of Taurus, when Mars is more of a, an impulse energy. Mm. Like, you know, it works better with passion and when it can just sort of go and burn like so when Mars goes into Taurus, it's already challenged, but then it's further challenged by the placements we have in Aquarius. So when Mars goes into Taurus, what we're fighting for, what, how we're exerting our energy, we're fighting for shelter. Mm. We're fighting for food. We're fighting for money. <laughs> like, you know, this is where the energy is going right now. We're all just and also we're fighting for our values. So the things that, that we like, the things that we're comfortable with, the things that we prefer. Mars is fighting for all of those Taurus things right now. Taurus represents things, again, being stable, things sort of being regular, predictable, simple. Aquarius represents things being radical. Aquarius represents change. It represents the future. Taurus represents tradition. So this year is about structuring ourselves for the future, about getting into our individuality, taking the opportunity to change. But Mars is in Taurus for the first part of the year. So what are people doing? Fighting for their right to be the same. Ooh, that's a message that every single person on this earth needs to hear from Xavier, I feel oh, like. Thank like, you. <laughs> like everyone, if... Uh, yeah, I feel that from everyone. Mm -hmm. Every white people. But I digress. <laughs> I feel, it's just a it's a struggle. I, I do feel it though. And I feel like um I want I'm trying to come out of this. I'm personally also why are two of my major sign placements like the main reasons for madness last year? Great. <laughs> Capricorn and Aries that explains uh -huh. why I feel what felt what I felt though it explains mm -hmm. all of it mm -hmm. and that's what's interesting that you mentioned that like the the square that you naturally have between your sun and your moon like that's so you're more tempered to deal with the energy that we had last year than a person who doesn't have that square in their chart I also have a similar square in my chart Saturn and Capricorn squaring my moon and Aries so it's not the sun but it's Saturn <laughs> you know, who was empowered in Capricorn. Right. So it's like, you know, I, I also <laughs> like was relatively prepared to be dealing with this energy. that level of chaos. We're like, yeah. oh, you're gonna, you're gonna rock our entire foundation? Cool, cool, cool. Let me show you how I'm prepared to handle this on the cuff. Like, <laughs> oh. Let me show you this Aries moon energy. Like, right? You're not bodying me. Like <laughs> The Leo comes in and I'm like, and I will. I will make sure I'm adorned while I do it. Right. You know, <laughs> well, we're going to do it dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yes, please. But, you know, we'll be in costume. Yes. We'll be prepared to perform our part. <laughs> Did someone call my name? Yes. Get on stage. Get on stage. It's your turn. Okay, I'm coming. I did. I feel like that was what I, but now it's like I'm feeling this struggle. But so when does this end? I'm just, you know, I'm sure everybody's going to be asking that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, you know, so the, um, the, it's the year. It's like, we're going to have what some astrologers have jokingly been calling spring break. Me and you talked about that. Yep. Where Jupiter slips into Pisces for just about like, you know, a month and a half or so. This at the, the end of May. Spring, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like at the end of May, we're going to see Jupiter shift out of the sign of Aquarius for a little bit and into the sign of Pisces. This is a big deal because Jupiter has been co-present. What I said, what I mean by co-present is in the same sign with. Saturn for like the last two and a half years. Mm. Like, or not the last two and a half yet. It'll be about the last two and a half years when this year ends. So it's been with Saturn for like a year, <laughs> which means that Jupiter has not been able to give us all of its good Jupiter goodness. Right. Like, you know, Jupiter is usually bringing us travel, bringing us um, high mindedness, new experiences for the broadening of the mind. Like Jupiter brings us philosophy and um, the introduction of other people from foreign cultures and to teach us stuff like, you know, so that we don't think things are just the way that they are where we are. And Jupiter is presently, you know, being restricted by Saturn. So when Jupiter gets its opportunity to move to its traditional home, like, you know, traditionally Jupiter rules Sagittarius and Pisces. Mm. So it's like Jupiter getting to step out of not just a constellation that's governed by Saturn, but a constellation that's governed by Saturn with Saturn in it. <laughs> like, wow. it's a step away from all of that restriction and all of those rules and all of that consequence. And it gets to step into its dreamy home of Pisces. Mm, I love the like, dreaminess of Pisces. Mm -hmm. So what we might see is like, you know, during that window, during spring, we might kind of see things open back up. Mm. My guess is that that will be premature. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me cough because I'm like. <laughs> so what you're saying is mm -hmm. people are going to say, oh, my God, this has opened up. Tickets to New York are forty five dollars. I'm mm. going to go really quick and get a ticket. Um, so and then we're going to be shut down, maybe have a little bit of drama again after it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, people might start partying, might start opening back up. We might have a bunch of spring break parties and things like that. It's like Jupiter is, um, is, is, is a positive energy, typically, especially up front. It's like, but Jupiter is not an energy that tends to think things through. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, and especially not Jupiter and Pisces. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's very much a feelings game. It's very much just like, oh, like, you know, the fantasy, the the ideal, like, you know, what do we want? And so it's like, we might do what we want. And then Jupiter's gonna go retrograde and it's gonna move back into Aquarius and it's Ooh. gonna move back into the presence of Saturn and Saturn's gonna be like, how did that go for you? Oh, so we're gonna have some whiplash. Yeah. Ooh. You know, and so then we'll, be, we'll have Jupiter at, you know, it'll move back into Aquarius in July. <laughs> And we'll have Jupiter and Aquarius until the very end of December. Ooh. Like, so we'll be back to taking our opportunities to get to know ourselves as individuals, probably because things are on lockdown. <laughs> and we'll, we'll continue this work. 
it's like we'll continue um, getting ourselves used to the updates, the upgrades, the amendments. But again, right now, in the beginning of this, like, you know, here in January, moving into February, we have Mars and Taurus. So it's like we have people fighting for things that they want to stay the same. Another way, but the more positive way we can use that energy is we could take the Mars and Taurus energy and we could decide to understand that, like, you know, <clears throat> that things that used to be tradition are gone now. Things that we valued, many of those things are gone now. But we can make new traditions if we start now. The sooner that we begin, the sooner we can get used to these things becoming our normal. In three or four years, if we start now, we won't even remember that we used to really live the way that we did before 2020. It'll be like, oh, we used to go into offices? Right. Like, I already feel that way in so many ways. People me too. Somebody posted a picture of them at a restaurant with a bunch of people. And I just kind of stared at it for a minute. <laughs> I was like, where did they do that? Because <laughs> I had to realize she was posting a picture from two years ago. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow, that feels so weird looking at this full restaurant with parties of people. Like that just is not, it's not my reality anymore. And I'm right. really kind of okay with that. Like, I feel like I'm, now adjusted to where we are mm -hmm. in this new norm. And I feel, and so many people aren't, so many people are right. still, when we open back up and I'm like, uh, that's mm -hmm. gonna look different. That's right. not gonna be what you thought it was. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I feel this hard. So that's gonna be the hardest thing is that retrograde. That like, I feel like for some people, like it's definitely going to be one of the things. Cause it's gonna like, you know, for a lot of people it may, it may, create again the illusion or the fantasy that things are likely going to be different than they actually are it's like the what's wild is that like you know covid's getting worse but we're talking about it less and we're we're less scared it's and we're less scared and it's in large part because of the way that we've dealt with it it's like, we're kind of at a point now where it, it kind of is just kind of like many people are saying, fuck it, because it's, you know, lockdown, open back up, lockdown, open back up, lockdown, open back up. We should have had one strong lockdown. I talk to people almost every day in different parts of the world who are like, oh yeah, I can go outside. It's like, oh yeah, here in this part of Australia, we really locked it down and it's virtually just normal here. Yeah, China, China, it's done. They're all open, everything's gone, no more COVID, like it's gone now. And I was like- and here we are. And here we are. And not only that, but I'm still seeing, I just saw, uh, what, two weeks ago, somebody in LA, a, an acquaintance that I have in LA, just at a full on party, Ooh. full on party. Oh, it was New Year's. Happy New Year. Like I <sighs> must have been 80 people in this house. Man. Fight. And I was like, wow, this is where we are. And this is, and what's funny and what's interesting, I somehow managed not to mention Uranus. Uranus is with Mars <laughs> in the sign of Taurus. Mm. Uranus creates a lot of, um, again, Uranus is the modern ruler of Aquarius. So it's like, you know, Uranus is gonna give the updates, the upgrades, the changes, and Uranus is in the sign of Taurus, which means that the updates, the upgrades, the changes are gonna be coming very directly to things that we used to have, like, you know, set as tradition things that used to be stable, things that used to be stuff we could expect wouldn't change, is all being changed. Like, you know, so what we would consider the most stable sign of the Zodiac is Taurus. With Uranus in there, it's not so stable. 
We're like our stability is getting randomized. It's getting mixed up. Right. Essentially, Uranus is shaking the table and saying, what if I do this? How are you going to settle? What are you going to do? Uranus is also the rebel. It's, it's the, um, the planet that can represent rebellion, like and also um, radical energy. So when Mars and Uranus come together, we can see uh, radical violence, <laughs> like, you know, radical anger. And that's when now? Yes. Oh, well, that explains things. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like those people on the Capitol. That is Mars and Uranus being co-president in Taurus. So, and so Taurus energy is unpredictable right now when usually Taurus energy is the most predictable energy that we're working with. Right. So that's another part of the reason that like, you know, these years moving forward are so destabilizing. It's like the most stable energy that we have in the zodiacal wheel is no longer stable. It's no longer stable. Mm. So it's like, you know, now we're having to find new ways to ground ourselves. We're having to find new ways to make do with the simple world. Right. With Uranus and the sign of Taurus, it suggests that doing Taurus things is rebellious. And in this time, it is. Mm. It's rebellious to go outside and be in nature and touch people sensually. Mm. Taurus is sensual touch. It's our, it's, our, it's our attachment to the physical and material world. Like you like hugs? Those are an act of rebellion right now. Uranus is in Taurus. You decide you want to hug somebody you don't live with? That's a risk. Wow. Like, you know, and in some cases, people will say it's worth it and that's fine, but that's what it is. It's a risk. It's rebellious. Now things that used to just be so simple are like, oh my God, they're doing that. We were just talking about it. Like yeah. they were at a party with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably real. eating food drinking and having a great time Imagine. that's very taurus it's like those things are rebellious right now hmm. like those things are an act of rebellion so it's like and it's because we're in this age we're in the digital era wow it's like what's normal is to talk like we're talking you know in our own spaces <laughs> And if you like, would have told me a year ago that I'd be so into Zoom, I would have told you you were lying. Like, Right. So many people thought that there were things that even that they couldn't do. There are a lot of people who are just like, I don't want to do with all that technology. I'm just going to do everything the old way. This year, mm, probably not. Like, you know, probably getting into more of that technology this year because your job made you, because you want to see some family members, because you want to talk to some friends. And you might have the kind of friends that aren't going to see you. <laughs> So now you have to get on the Zoom <laughs> or like yep, if you, you want to maintain, choice. right. Unless you no longer want the friendship. That's the option. Mm. It's like, you know, we get a choice. We just may not like it. Like, but the human thing is we get a choice. We always have an ultimate choice to be here, to not be here, to do this, to not do this, to say yes or no, to resist or to go with the flow. We're allowed to choose that. Even when we don't feel like we're not allowed to choose, but choosing. And mm -hmm. so... <clears throat> This year, we have the opportunity to choose to get with it or get dragged. <laughs> Those are our options. And we're allowed to choose. I'm choosing to get with it. Right. Uh, I'm choosing I to step in. I, I, have on, I have on my boots. <laughs> Go over the line because I was already dragged last year. Um, I was dragged, but I left, I left claw marks in everything. <laughs> While I was drunk. You know, we left our, we left our, our, our spot in history. 
Right. I feel like I was dragged, but now I'm like, I'm going to step into whatever this space is now. Mm-hmm. I feel that. But now, so tell me this, what, um, I know it's hard because you don't have people's charts, but are there any mm-hmm. signs like for this year that are probably going to have the hardest time or easiest time, or is that too hard with just a sun sign? No, it's not. We can absolutely discuss that. And it's funny you asked, we're, we're clearly on the same wavelength because that's what I was about to get to. Oh, good. Like the, um, so Mars is going to be moving through the signs of Aries to Sagittarius this year, like from January to December, that's the whole track it's going to make. It's going to make it to Sagittarius by December. All of the fixed signs are going to be challenged this year. <laughs> Virgos. The fixed signs are Aquarius, Leo, Taurus, and Scorpio. Oh, okay. Last year, it was a trying sign for the Cardinals. That's Aries, that's Libra, Cancer, Capricorn. Everybody felt it, but it was harder for the Capricorn, for the Cancer, for the, for the Aries, for the Libra placements. Mm. So hard on your moon, hard on your sun. <laughs> like for me, you know, sun. <laughs> not sun, not sun, moon. Yeah, hard on the moon. <laughs> like, and my ascendant, because my ascendant's Libra. So my physical form, my body and my identity. And I got sick a lot last year. I don't know why. Like, body just wouldn't eat at the top of last year. Now we know why. You know, right, right. Like, you know, the astrological meanings. <clears throat> you know? So my physical form was under a lot of duress. <laughs> like, <clears throat> so here we are. And now we're, now the fixed signs are the signs that are getting the energy this year. Like, and so for Aquarius, it has Saturn and Jupiter on its sign. So that means that it's getting direct attention from both Saturn and Jupiter. It's looking like opportunities and consequences. That's the case for everybody, but more directly for Aquarius. And it's likely going to be affecting people, like people who are Aquarian, it's going to be affecting their identities, Mm. their sense of self. Maybe you thought you were this way. You thought you were this person. That's going to be challenged this year. And you're likely going to see that change. For Leos, like, you know, we're going to be seeing this active in their partnership sector. So for you, because you're Leo ascendant, this is a year of partnership. Like it's a year of partnership, cooperation, how you come together with others is going to be emphasized this year. Saturn and Jupiter are in your seventh house of partnership. When I say partnership, I don't just mean romance. I mean, all the partners, like, you know, like, like your business partners, oh, my agent your allies, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> your friends, yeah. like how you unite, how you come together for Leo ascendant, especially, but you're all your Leo placements. Mm-hmm. They're going to be having to cooperate more, to be more fair, to be more harmonious, diplomatic, balanced. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you're going to feel the weight of Saturnian consequence. Okay. Like, you know, if we don't, if we can't figure out how to communicate with others, if we can't figure out how to come together or amicably separate, we're going to be feeling the consequence of Saturn. It's going to be uncomfortable. If we remain focused, if we remain like, you know, driven, if we set goals, if we have ambition, like, you know, then the partnerships will function more effectively. Like, you know, so it's like our partnerships are constant, your partnership specifically being Leo ascendant and people who have Leo placements. Partnership is consequential this year. It's mm-hmm. like your inability to come together with other people will make or break the year and mm-hmm. how much you like it. <laughs> like, and then Jupiter's in there as well, which means you'll get a lot of opportunities. 
less because Saturn's present. Right. But, you know, the the opportunities will be less, but more consequential. That's what Saturn does. It's saying instead of six chances, you'll get three. It's like, but the three chances are going to be big, big ticket chances. Whereas if you got six, they'd be smaller. Right, right. Okay. So it's like we're getting more quality chances, more quality opportunities, but we're getting less opportunities. Right. So it's like this year for the Leo energies is a big partnership year. The other fixed sign is going to be um, Taurus. So Taurus, as we discussed, Uranus is in the sign of Taurus. So, you know, and will be for like the next six years. Like it's already been there, I'm pretty sure for about two. Uranus stays in a zodiac sign for eight years at a time. So it's like, while it's in Taurus, which is going to be for a while, like, you know, the Taurus things are going to be different. Like, you know, and also we may be experiencing a lot of um, unusual cravings. Hmm. Like, you know, and that could be literal food or just in general. We may want things that may be different, quirky or odd for us to want. Maybe Mm -hmm. you've never been that girl. Maybe you don't eat that. Like, you know, maybe, maybe you don't date these kinds of people, or maybe you've never, maybe you thought you would never be poly, whatever. Like, you know, things, people are going to be finding out that they value and appreciate things that they didn't think they valued and appreciated, like about themselves, about others, like, you know, and then as a collectively speaking, it's like, we may start appreciating and valuing things that in the past may have been odd or unusual to the collective. Mm. now with Uranus sitting in Taurus we might see the the different thing like you know getting some appreciation Mm. getting some shine like you know the thing that may have been considered alternative at one point may move itself to become more mainstream over these several years that pass through Uranus being in the sign of Taurus Mm. then the thing that maybe used to be the end thing might be the quirky or odd thing like you know and both will be beautiful in their own positions but things are changing so For Taurus, Taurus is going to have a year um, getting comfortable with moving toward the future. <laughs> like, you know, getting comfortable with the change that time brings. And like, not- and sometimes it's steady. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sometimes it's steady. This year, it's not as steady. The change isn't as easy going. It's pretty sudden. So that's what Taurus is going to be dealing with. So, yeah, the fixed signs are going to be the signs that are really feeling it this year. And then mutable signs will be feeling it more towards the middle of the year because we have the north and the south node and Gemini and Sagittarius this year. So that means that the eclipse seasons are falling in Gemini and in Sagittarius, which means that the mutable signs, which are Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo and Pisces, will be feeling the eclipses in the nodes through the year. So that's going to bring dramatic shifts for the mutables. But this is very much a fixed sign year. Okay. Like, so you know, so if you have. You're telling me I get a break. I'm just happy. Mm-hmm. Get a little bit mm-hmm. of a break. <laughs> you know, except for your ascendant. Oh, yeah. Your yeah, ascendant yeah. and Leo. I'm good at partnerships, though. I'm not worried about it. I feel that. I feel that. So it's like, you know, and then you also are strong with Saturnian energy. So it's like Saturn isn't going to be as harsh for you in your chart because of the way that you naturally move anyway. You're already living a Saturnian story as a Capricorn sun person. So it's like, you're already working with Saturn's energy. So a lot of the time when we see Saturn come into the seventh house, like for people who are doing positively with the Saturnian energy, we can see them establishing really long-term partnerships. Mm. Like, and again, those could be for business, that could be marriage. Like, you know, people often will get married or divorced 
when Saturn transits their seventh house because Saturn represents commitment and seventh house is other people. Like, so long-term commitments to others, you may form quite a few of those these, this year or, and also for the next couple of years because Saturn moves slow, it's two and a half to three years in the sign of Aquarius. Oh, but, but we're very, yeah, we're very uh, specific. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Intentional. Yes. <laughs> and not settling. Saturn, Capricorn and Saturnian energies are not for settling. They're, they're too patient for that. They're too patient and hardworking. Yeah. I'll just go without it and keep working. What do you mean give me the cheaper thing? <laughs> I was, I, I was, I, it, this is such a tangent, but I was saving something from an event. Like I must have had this piece of, it was like a, it was, it was a reference name piece of like a ticket thing from an event. I must have had this shit for 10 years and then literally the other day, I needed it for something. And I was like, this is why I kept it. And, and one of my partners <laughs> said, that shit you've had for 10 years and you just now need it. You did not. And I was like, no. And it was something like little. It was like, it was like tiny. And I was like, I knew I was going to need this someday. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was me in a nutshell. Like I That's was Saturn. That patience. I have it. Mm-hmm. You're like, this is a resource. Did you know that this is a resource? It's, I'm a MacGyver. Like, I'm going to use this to put something together someday. Give it to me. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm resourceful. <laughs> there we go. And resourceful is a Saturnian and a Capricorn word. That's a key word for those signs. <laughs> yeah. So that's we're we're looking at some. Oh, sorry, I love what you say. Fixed and mutables. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. So the fixed and the mutable signs, they're the ones that are going to be getting the attention this year. Like, you know, and the attention that suggests that sometimes you'll have to wait for things to happen. Like sometimes you're going to have to learn how to be still. (laughs) Like, you know, and then make your move. Like we need to know that um, the pressure doesn't necessarily mean that we need to be erratic or irresponsible. It doesn't even mean that we have to move very fast. It just means that we need to get with the times. It's like, especially this year, given that it's fixed energy, it's not necessarily like that things will be always moving super fast. They may suddenly do that sometimes. It's like, but this is about us learning to get stable in a new time. Fixed energy is about stabilizing. The funny thing about this year is it's a fixed energy, but it's an air sign. So we're being asked to keep the element of air stable, which means that it's not going to be the most stable year. As, I mean, as a Capricorn, that makes me frustrated trying to. Which, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that possible? Mm-hmm. And what's answer, for Aquarius, Capricorn energy falls into the 12th house, which means that during an Aquarian time, Capricorn energy needs to be released. Mm. It needs to be let go of. It needs to be allowed to work more in your subconscious. Like, or more effectively, like, um, it needs to be isolated to some degree. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's an important energy to maintain because, you know, structure, order, like that sort of thing. It's like, but there's not a whole lot of structure or order to this year. (laughs) It's like, things are being shaken up. It's It's a year for change. It's a year where a lot of the structure, again, is being suddenly updated and upgraded. And most of the structure has been destroyed. Like 2020 took a lot of the structure. I mean, can we just add like maybe the, like the government, the police and the constitution in there? If that can be crumbled, then we can all start anew. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I feel you. And those are Saturnian things. It's like, so it's possible we'll see a lot of change to those things. 
like <clears throat> I don't need to talk about that. I don't I don't remember enough about it. But there's some there's oh that's what it is. Um in the in the US's birth chart. <laughs> Ooh. for the country oh there's a birth chart yes mm-hmm. they, yeah there there are charts for for events there are charts for countries there are charts like if you are curious about when you and a person met look at the day like that's that's the start of you two's relationship like that day and the energy that it carried will continue for your relationship Oh, it's the energy that brought you two together. It was your birthing energy. Okay. And so what's interesting for the U.S. is that the U.S. is having its Plutonian return. Oh. Mm-hmm. And people don't have that because people die before Pluto comes back. Yeah, but the U.S. <laughs> you know, but a country, <laughs> you know, it's, it may live on. And so we're seeing our Plutonian return for the U.S. And Pluto represents death and rebirth. So it's like, you know, we may see a radical change in this country. I mean, we've seen some things. There are some things we are seeing happen. It's like, you know, it's, it's, and it's easy to look at these things and be like, you know, well, it's pretty trash here and this is small. <laughs> True. But the country is much older than us. It's like, so it changing in this way is a bigger deal because it's very, very old. Right. Like, you know, and in the countries frame of mind it's like this this new beginning change that big Mm. like you know but it's just starting so as we see these years roll out and progress it will be interesting to see the work that pluto does it'll be interesting to see what breaks down and is reborn like you know and how it's reborn (laughs) because pluto pluto pluto's transformative like, you know, from the ashes, we rise. Ooh. So I'm, I'm curious, like, you know. Yeah. So what are the retrograde dates people need to keep in mind? Yes. Also, can we tell people about this book that you have? Because I feel like everyone, I just ordered mine. I'm so fucking excited. What is it called it, again? It is called, um, the, it's called an astrological almanac. And it's by the Honeycomb Collective. Mm-hmm. So they and took, I, when I went online, it took my birth time, birth place, yes. and it makes my whole chart, and then it puts it in this book for you, so you know where your planets are and everything, like every day, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like you'll get a picture of your birth chart, you'll get a picture of your solar return chart for the year, the solar return chart that you was for last year. Um, you will also get a list of all of the all obviously all of the um, aspects that are happening on each day. There's a calendar to look at that's like you know the the broad sort of calendar view, like the kind of calendar right, you put on right. your wall. There's also the planner view where it's like you could flip through the pages and you'll have the days separated so you can see them written out like you know the long way. There's, there's a lot of great information. There's an index in the back with an ephemeris. So you can, if you want to just pop up in the back and look at when planets were in certain degrees or when they moved, you can do that quickly. It's a really, really great resource. I started, I started buying them last year. I got my first one last year for 2020 at the top of the year. And I remember thinking, I was like, this is my first one. And if they keep making them, I'm going to have a lot of these books. Like, you know, over the years, I'm going to have, like, I'm going to be able to look back at them. So it's like, yeah, it's the astrological ephemeris and it's not ephemeris, Lord God, almanac, wrong word. (laughs) And um, you can get it from Honeycomb Collective. They spell their name weird. It's fine. Well, they spell it weird on Twitter. 
it's just Twitter. The Twitter handle is spelled unusual, but if you just um, Google Honeycomb Collective with normal spelling, like, and maybe put in Astrological Almanac, okay. like, it'll come up. Their website I'm will come glad up. I didn't get one for 2020 because mine would have been a mess. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Like, you know, just looking at it, it'd been like, oh, but it would it give you an opportunity to prepare. Right. Now I'm like, I uh, give me this almanac. Like I'm here for it. I'm so excited. People are going to want to get it. So I'll, I'll put the link in this episode, but okay. retrograde dates. Yes. Let's go ahead and take a look at the retrograde dates. These are the dates for the new moons and full moons. If we want those too. Oh, so. You know, also, this me... is the release date for this episode is a full moon. Yes, it, it is. In Leo. Mm-hmm. So Not full moon. Right. Happy full moon, friends. That's yes. when you'll be hearing this. That's lovely. And that's a big day. Remember, you told me the 28th. It is. It is a big day. Before we get into those retrograde, let's go over our big day. <laughs> so the full moon, Leah, right here, Thursday, the 28th. So we have the full moon, obviously, but we also have Venus conjunct Pluto that day which makes for, it's a very transformative day for relationships. Venus and Pluto will be in the sign of Capricorn. So it's like, you know, it'll be more about possibly our serious relationships or our serious relationship dynamics. This day may transform what we think about partnership or what we want for our long-term commitments. Mm -hmm. And friends are also committed partners. Mm. Like, you know, those are people that you chose to to do this with and continue to choose to do it with until they're not your friend anymore. (laughs) So, you know, it's, it's a committed partnership. So it's like we could see a lot of transformations around either our money or our social life on this day. And then we have the sun conjunct Jupiter. So this is a full moon. A full moon obviously means that, well, I said obviously means, it's obvious to me. Full moon, is it, it means that the sun and the moon are in opposite signs. So the sun will be in Aquarius and its opposite sign is Leo. So that makes our full moon. The beauty of this particular full moon is that sun and the sign of Aquarius will be moving into conjunction with Jupiter. So we know how Jupiter and Saturn are both in Aquarius all year. So that means that when the other planets roll through there, because they're going to roll through there quicker than than Saturn and Jupiter, they're going to come in, say hi to Saturn and Jupiter, and they're going to leave. Like, but they have to pass Saturn and Jupiter to get through Aquarius. That's another reason this part of the year is so intense. Because every time one of the planets, the sun, Mercury, Venus, rolls past Saturn or Jupiter, they're going to reactivate the energy that's happening between Saturn and Jupiter and Uranus. Is going to be like, oh, let's look at this again. Yeah. Let's be reintroduced to it this way. <laughs> Picking off a scab. Yeah. Yes. So sun is going to be sitting on Jupiter. Sun is like a spotlight. So it's like sun and Jupiter will be together like this, and they'll both be looking at the moon. They'll be opposite the moon. Sun and Jupiter will be together, and moon will be on the other side. Like, so moon isn't just catching the sun's light anymore. Now it's catching also Jupiter's energy with the sun's light during the full moon. It makes it very big. Whatever Jupiter touches, it makes bigger. Mm. It makes a bigger deal. It brings more energy. It makes more expansive. So this is one of the biggest full moons of the year, like in terms of energetic response. I feel like I need an outfit or something for it. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, yeah, very much like because Leo is all about our creative expression. That happens in every way that we choose to perform life, the way that we dress, the way that we wear our hair, the way that we walk or move when we talk the way that we decorate our spaces, like all of that is, you know, built around your creativity because we're creative beings. So yeah, that's why that day is such a big deal. It's a, it's a really dope energy. 
Okay. Like, to be to be doing, you know, to be re- releasing the first episode of this podcast. Yes. Like it's a it's super super dope energy. So let's go ahead and take a look at the planetary um, stations. Those okay. are the retrogrades. Okay. A stationing means that a retrograde is starting or ending. Okay. And it's called a stationing because when a planet is moving through the sky, it's moving at top speed. It starts to slow down before it goes to retrograde. So if we were watching a planet in the sky and we noticed it's moving that much every night, when it starts to go retrograde, it's going to move less Uh, each night until it stops by our perspective. And if we go out and look every night, now the planet's not going to be moving in the sky anymore. Like mm -hmm. it's not going to be progressing in the way that it was. It's going to stop. That's a station. Like, so when a planet stations, it's either stationing retrograde, which means that it's the beginning of a retrograde cycle or it's stationing direct, which means it's the end of a retrograde cycle. And now it's going forward again. So our retrograde um, for Mercury, our dates are the first retro, and they all happen in air signs, by the way. It's a, it's a, it's an air sign year for the retrogrades. Last year, they were all water signs. So it was like, you know, very introspective year while we were being by ourselves, got a chance to think about these feelings. It's like, but this year is an air sign. It's an air, um, air retrogrades that we're looking at. So it's going to go retrograde in the sign of Aquarius first on January 30th. That retrograde, which, yeah, very soon. Mm -hmm. So we're in what's called the shadow period now. So it's like retrogrades, like in astrology, there are degrees in a zodiac sign. That's how we know where a planet is at inside of a zodiac sign. So during a retrograde, what ends up happening is a planet will be moving through a sign. One, two, three, four, five, counting upward like normal. When it starts to, when it goes direct, it stops. So it'll stop on like five degrees. Mm -hmm. And then it'll start moving backwards. Four, three, two, one, zero. If it hits zero, then it's going back into another sign. It's going to hit the 29th degree of another sign. It's moving back into a sign before it. It's like this, this retrograde isn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. But the shadow period is essentially the period that gets retraced, the numbers that get traced over more than once. So it's like Mercury goes retrograde at 26 degrees out of 30 degrees. Oh, wow. So, so it- mm-hmm. Right. And it's going to retrograde back to 11 degrees. So it's going to go to 26. Right now, Mercury's, you know, what day is it? It's at it's something. It's in the teens. Like, you know, but it's going to count forward. 15, 14. I'm counting backwards. <laughs> 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. It's going to hit 26 and it's going to stop. It's going to sit on 26 degrees for a few days. If you have anything in your, in your chart that is 26 degrees, it's going to be like, um, you know, someone used this example the other day to describe Mercury stationing. They were like, it's like when you hit a key on a piano and hold it. Oh and it just keeps God. making the noise until it drowns out. It just holds the note. That's like a stationing. So it's like if you have anything at 26 degrees in your chart, Mercury is going to be aspecting it when it stations. And it's going to stay there for a few days. So you'll feel that a little bit more strongly than other people might feel that. So it's like, you know, comb through your chart and look for 26 degrees and see what this mercury is going to be affecting. But yeah, it starts on the the 30th and it will go until February 20th. Again, where it will end at Aquarius and 11 degrees. Then it will have our next retrograde on May 29th. It'll start at 24 degrees Gemini. And it will station on September 26th. 
Oh, oh wait, no, no, no. That's too long. Ooh, oh, I jumped. Like, oh, shit. My God. No, sorry about that. It will station on June 22nd. <laughs> that's that's more appropriate. <laughs> like, so yeah, from May 29th to June 22nd, we'll have Mercury retrograding through the sign of Gemini. Then on September 26th, we'll have Mercury stationed for another retrograde in the sign of Libra at 25 degrees Libra. And then it will come backwards, you know, move backwards until October 18th, where it stations direct. And then we'll start moving forward again. So it's like, again, when we have Mercury retrograde periods, the real, the energy of the retrograde begins before the first station. It's like, because like, for example, from 11 to 26 degrees Aquarius, all of that's getting redone. Like, you know, because it's going to go from 11 to 26 and then it's go from 26 back to 11. And then from 11 to 26 again. That's why things get redone in retrogrades. That's why things have to be addressed several times over in retrogrades. Because a planet is tracing over a certain part in your chart three times. Mm. So it's saying, I really want you to look at this section of your life. I really, really want you to take my energy that's usually only here for three weeks and use it because it's going to be here for like nine weeks. Like, so, so look in my chart and see what's at 26 degrees, huh? Mm-hmm. 26, yeah, 26 and 11, because okay. that's another stationing degree. And so, and then understanding that in Aquarius, and that's your seventh house. So Mercury is going to be retrograding your seventh house, which means that you're going to be having a lot of communications in your relationship. A lot of talks. This is for all the Leos. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, this retrograde is going to involve a lot of talking, and a lot of having to have, say things over and to readdress or to rehash or to come back to, maybe you thought you were sure, it comes back to that same degree. You might change your mind. You might want to readdress that. Mm. Likely that's going to be the case. So it's like, you know, this is what retrogrades are for. It's like, you know, a lot of the time people will see a retrograde, oh damn, it's a retrograde, everything's gonna go wrong. Retrogrades are giving you an opportunity to spend more time in a particular part of your chart. Okay. They're giving you an opportunity to practice and sharpen a particular energy. They're giving you more than one chance. It's like when planets don't go retrograde, it rolls by a space and you get that opportunity. And that's it. And that's it. It's like when a planet goes retrograde, you get a few opportunities. Like, you know, so we could stand to look at retrogrades more like we are getting a chance to practice this energy in a way that we don't usually. So this year we get a lot of opportunities to practice the element of air. Like, you know, and the element of air is going to represent like, you know, how we're socialized. It's going to represent how we come together, how we communicate, what we know, what we take interest in, who we talk to, like our network. These are all air based things. We're going to get more time to do these things this year to get better at them. So I need to, I need to work on that clearly. <laughs> <laughs> You said rehash things. That's one of my pet. I don't like going over things more than once. It's drive. It's like wasting time. It's like time. Aries moon. Yeah. Like, come on. I'm not going over this again. I already said it. Come on. Like per my last mm -hmm. email. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a mix of Aries and Capricorn. Because Capricorn is an energy that likes to move forward. They also like to get it done right the first time. If it can be, if that can be done. It will be done. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so when we have retrogrades, it's just, you know, it's a nice time to do it on purpose. Like decide like, you know, because I have the understanding that these things are going to get redone anyway, maybe this is a good time to test things out. 
<laughs> like, you know, retrogrades are a good time to try like new things and see kind of how they go. Because if, if they don't go well, when the retrograde ends, you just go back. <laughs> like you could just redo it. Like try it this way the first time, Mercury's going to come back over this space. If it doesn't work out so well, you can do it again. I mean, that is good. That is nice to have another chance. I feel like I have all these questions for you. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to book time with you and we're going to we're going to have an official session and I can talk to you about all the specific life things I need to know. <laughs> and I feel like other people are going to want to do the same. I know it's probably uh, you were saying you were booked out a little bit, which is exciting. Booked yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for January. Yeah, I'm booked out for January. It's like, but when we drop this on a full moon, like, you know, I'm gonna yeah. be looking to book up February. Okay. <laughs> well, tell people a how they can get a hold of you. And then B, um, if you have any specials or anything going on, tell people because now is the time to book. Yeah, so it's like, um, you can book with me by you can find me on my Instagram, like and the link is in the bio. Like what is let me let me know how to say this link because I've never said it out loud. Oh, okay. it's like <clears throat> and so I'm I'll get put you your links in the episode too. Okay, nice. Now, oh, they're, if they're in the episode, cool. Then yeah. I don't have to look for it. Yeah. It's but it's like it's like Sleepy Moon Astro dot as dot me or something like that. So I don't I don't <laughs> I don't remember. But um, yeah, you can you can find me in in the link like you know where where M puts it under the episode. But um. Yeah, I will be having a 50% off sale, Ooh, like, you know, for the full moon. Like, it'll likely go on for a couple of days. Okay. Like, and it will give you guys an opportunity to, you know, meet me for a little bit less. Like, and, and allow me to stay busy, you know? So <clears throat> I'm excited. I'm excited for that. If you want to book a reading, you can find me on Instagram at Sleepy Moon Astro. Again, the link is in bio. If you have any questions, you can DM me. I get back to messages sometimes a little bit slow, <laughs> but I will get I to it. Like that, by the way. <laughs> um, and you're also on Twitter, and I feel like you share mm. a lot of astrology gems on Twitter. Um, mm. I repost them often on my stories and stuff because I'm like, people are like, "What am I feeling today?" And I'm like, "Actually, I have no idea." But Xavier, <laughs> screenshot this and send it to you. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I am also on Twitter. Yes. That's Sleepy Moon Astro. Same name. Like those are my two main platforms. I'm thinking about a TikTok. We, <laughs> you know, discussed this. I'm like, you would be so great on TikTok because it's bite sized nuggets. And there are so many astrologers and tarot readers that are really bad. Oh. <laughs> You're just so much better. And I'm like, oh, you thrive there. So we can, I'll do, I'll do a little, a, a little quick uh, a download for you of what it's all about. Thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate the push into, you know, some new territory. Yes. Hey, yes. Maybe that's what's happening for you. Right. Like, you know, you're just doing your part in the stars and the, in the, in this game of life. <laughs> Well, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for helping me open my second season. I'm just honored. And I feel like we've set this off in such a good way with where Jupiter is, the full moon, like telling everybody what to expect, preparing everybody with their armor and their fucking shields. Mm -hmm. We're there. I, uh, and thank you for having me. You know, I love speaking with you. So it's like that we get to do it in front of people and in private. Like, you know, I thank you for being my friend and a supporter. It's like, you know, you definitely inspire me. And so so thank you for giving me an opportunity to, you know, spread my voice. <laughs>
Hey, we are going to blossom all together this year. So absolutely. And, and happy full moon. Happy full moon. Happy full moon, friends. Like, you know. Oh, and also, just a quick note. Yes. If your full moon is not feeling so cute, take a look back at the new moon in Leo that was six months ago. What intentions did you set? What were you doing each time the moon entered Leo after that? The moon has been in Leo five times since the last new moon in Leo. <laughs> and so like, you know, every time the moon entered Leo, we, were we would benefit to water those Leo moon intentions. So if we're having a full moon in Leo, we don't like it. It may be that we set intentions that weren't so good for us or we didn't set any at all. <laughs> Like, I you believe, know, I believe we celebrated that full moon together that I believe the, so the new moon in Leo, because <clears throat> I remember my intentions and I don't remember much. I did a lot of drugs in the 90s. <laughs> I'm telling you, I remember it. And so now I'm like, oh, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. ready. Right. So you're about to get your harvest. That's how that works. You're getting the full moon harvest. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so thank much you, for buddy. everything. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see uh Let's talk about some love and business charts next time we meet, just you and me. All right. Sounds good to me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and all the episodes. We hope you'll join our quickly growing online community where there is always someone to hold a space for you if you feel alone. If you have an idea for an upcoming guest or topic, please don't hesitate to reach out. All social media links and contact information can be found at my website, MaryAngelaAbeo.com. And until next time, take care of yourselves and those around you. And by that, I mean, wash your fucking hands, wear a damn mask, defund the police, pay the fee, basically continue fighting for the rights of indigenous and black lives everywhere, including and especially black trans lives. And do your part to abolish all forms of systemic racism. I'll see you next time.